0: Good morning and welcome to our Daily Word of Prayer. My name is Tom Shorts. I'm glad to have you along with me today. As we get into the Word of God, talk about it and allow it to transform our lives, particularly today as we're talking about the armor of God. I hope you're putting it on. You know, we are involved in intense spiritual battle. And if you don't realize it, then that means you're ignorant of the devil's schemes and if you're ignorant of his schemes, it's not something to sit around and feel you were insulted by that word. Rather, it says, I don't, I'm not going to be ignorant. That's what Paul said. We're not ignorant of his schemes. He wants to destroy us. We have a spiritual enemy. We better fight him. And the Bible tells us how. Let's look at how to do it. In, here in, in Ephesians chapter 6, we're told this, therefore, take up the full armor of God so that you'll be able to resist in the evil day and having done everything to stand firm, stand firm, therefore, having put on the breastplate of righteousness. Now, before this, or the verse we looked at yesterday, girding your loins with truth. This is the key to spiritual victory, walking the truth of God. But the second piece of the armor is the breastplate of righteousness. What does this mean? Well, he's speaking about the armor that a Roman soldier would wear, girding the loins with truth we talked about yesterday, but the breastplate guards, your. it's, it's made of, of uh, link and it guards your vital organs, guards your heart, your lungs. If you get hit here, two places, if you get hit in a war, in your breast or in your head, you're in trouble how do we guard our vital organs? How do we guard our heart? He calls it the breastplate of righteousness. What is this breastplate of righteousness? Where does our righteousness come from? Where do we stand on in righteousness? Well, we know that our righteousness is not something of ourselves. It comes from Jesus. Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 30. But by his doing, You are in Christ Jesus, who became to us wisdom from God and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. Jesus is our, he became to us righteousness. He is our righteousness. We don't trust in ourselves. We don't trust in our own self-righteousness. This was the problem of the Pharisees. They thought they were righteous in and of themselves, our righteousness comes from the Lord Jesus Christ. How does that happen? Second Corinthians 5.21. He, God made him, Jesus, who knew no sin, to become sin on our behalf so that we might become the righteousness of God. <clears throat> Again, we often refer to this as the great exchange. When Jesus was on the cross, he went through, he endured the suffering for our sins, and now through faith in Jesus Christ, God, Jesus takes our sin, but it does more than that. He gives us his righteousness. Remember, salvation doesn't mean that we just get a fresh start, a blank slate, and it's just as if I never sinned. Rather, God gives us the righteousness of Jesus Christ. This is what we stand in when the devil accuses you, when the devil tells you, you know, you're a miserable, rotten sinner, you simply remind him that, no, I am in Christ. God is more powerful than Satan, and his vote counts a whole lot more. God calls me righteous. God sees me as in Christ. Today, my friend, learn to identify the accusations of the evil one sensitize your own mind to the voices that come to you, the, the accusations that come, reminding you of your past, reminding you of your sin, reminding you of your regrets. These aren't God. God wants to encourage and strengthen. God wants to remind you you're in Christ. You're righteous in Christ. The devil wants to accuse you. Never forget his strategy. Before you're saved, he's telling you, you're just fine. You're okay. You don't need Jesus. After you get saved, he turns it 180 degrees. He tells you you're a miserable, rotten brat and that that no, no way God could love you now. He tells you just the opposite of what's true. In Christ, we have the righteousness of Christ, and this is where we stand. And this faith, this confidence protects our heart, protects our vital organs from the onslaught and the attacks of the evil one. But we also, we stand positionally righteous in Jesus. But we also want to live our day-to-day lives with him. Notice what Paul says in Acts 24. He says, In view of this, I also do my best to maintain a blameless conscience, both before God and before other people, always. That was important to maintain this blameless conscience. Why? Because again, using this reminder of spiritual battle, he writes to Timothy, young Timothy in 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 18-19. Fight the good fight, keeping faith and a good conscience, which some have rejected and suffered shipwreck in regard to their faith. Brothers and sisters, if we reject a good conscience, if we don't keep a good conscience and we reject it, we think it's not important, we are in danger of suffering shipwreck. We're in danger of letting that breastplate, uh, not putting it on so that we are spiritually attacked and some of the devil's attacks land and cause us great harm. It shipwrecks our faith. Keep a good conscience, always before God and others. How do we do this? We simply listen to that voice of conscience, that still small voice. We want to pay attention to it. Don't argue with it. Don't fight with it. Don't try and prove it wrong. You might be able to out-argue your conscience, but the good chance is your conscience is right. It's not wrong. And when we do violate our conscience when we do sin when we do disobey god be quick to confess it to him be quick to remind yourself and and claim again the blood of jesus christ that cleanses us from all sin if you sin against another person if you hurt violate another person be quick to confess it to them keep a blameless conscience between before both god and others and you'll be standing firm uh protecting yourself with that breast Plate of righteousness. So we're in battle. The devil aims his attacks at you. He aims the accusations right at your heart. He wants to tell you you're not who you are. What do we want to do? Stand firm in the righteousness of Jesus Christ and practically maintain that clear conscience whenever you can. Father in heaven, we bless you today. We thank you that we are righteous because of jesus christ we don't claim in and of ourselves that we've earned our salvation we've earned our goodness we don't claim that somehow we can we don't boast before you we humbly receive your mercy we humbly receive your salvation we humbly receive your righteousness because we have we are now in christ we're in Christ. We have exchanged you. Thank you, Jesus. You took our sin and you, and you gave us your righteousness and you've put us in yourself. And now when the father looks to us, he sees us as in Christ. We're no longer in Adam. We're no longer in sin. We're no longer in the old man. We're no longer under condemnation. We are righteous. Might we believe it? Might we guard our heart with this breastplate of righteousness? And father, then day by day, Help us to have the security, the faith, and the humility to walk righteously before you. I pray we'd be quick to confess our sin, quick to confess uh, to other people that we have sinned against them, quick to confess to you whenever we've sinned against you. We pray, Father, we don't make claims to be uh, always doing the right thing, but I pray we could say we're above reproach. We've done our best always. To, to clear the slate with anyone, with you and with anyone else, I pray we'd be like this. We give you this day, Father, we know we're involved in spiritual battle, spiritual warfare. Today, might we gird our loins with truth and take up the breastplate of righteousness so that whatever we encounter any situation, temptation, trial, difficulty, we'll fight the good fight of faith. We'll put on the full armor of God we bless you, and we love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, and amen. Praise the Lord. So glad you're with me, come with me today. You know, we get here every day and we read the word and we allow it to change our lives, little bit by bit by bit. Good choices done consistently over time make big changes. We're not once a month, once a year, or just when I feel like a Christian's. And if you want to be a day-to-day Christian, a strong, mighty person of the Lord, you got to be in the Word. So I hope you can join us. Get in the Word yourself, obviously. Pray yourself, obviously. Be in your church, obviously. But we're here every day so you can have that chance for daily input and get refocused with the Lord. I hope you will be. So God bless you. God strengthen you. God make His face shine upon you. A quick announcement. I know some people are interested in going to Israel with us. Our first deadline for this upcoming trip next February is this Friday, the 15th of July. So if you're interested, don't put it off. You'll save a little bit of money if you register and get your deposit in. Tell us you're going by this Friday. So if you're interested in going, let's get at, go ahead and act on it. Contact us. Let us know. Go to our website, tomthepreacher.com slash Israel. Uh, Read the information. Check out the itinerary. Register. It just means you want some more information. And go ahead and act on the next few days. And it. and you'll be there. Spots are filling up quickly. This trip could fill up, which for us would be about 40-some people. So I hope you can join us. Till we meet tomorrow, might God bless you, strengthen you, fill you with His grace, His peace, a confidence that your righteousness is through Christ and God sees you as righteous. Put on that breastplate. Be strong in the Lord. We'll see you tomorrow. Okay? God bless you. Bye bye.